0: In the spirit of reconciliation, I and TuneFM would like to acknowledge the Anawan people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, and I would like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to 106.9 here on Tune FM and we are very, very excited because we are sitting down with Professor Joe Fraser, the University of New England's first pro-vice-chancellor Indigenous, a role that he has occupied since January of this year. He has brought an unrivaled passion for education to UNE that has supported his achievements in Indigenous higher education, both here in Australia and overseas as well. In his career, Professor Fraser has worked as a senior academic in community programs, policy development and management of Indigenous University Structures. He is a graduate of the Royal Australian Air Force School of Technical Training, Bachelor Institute of Indigenous Tertiary Education, and the University of Technology, Sydney. UNE is incredibly lucky to have a man of his expertise working in this role, and we are more than excited to sit down with him now and discuss a few things in relation to Reconciliation Week, UNE's role in working towards reconciliation, and a few highlights from his career, and of course, his work as as the Pro Vice-Chancellor Indigenous. Joe, thank you so much for coming in and joining us today. Uh, Morning, Ben. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. So first of all, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your work with Indigenous communities across the world.
1: Sure. Uh, So I've been fortunate enough to work directly with uh, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander communities and strategies since the late 90s. Uh, I was um, in the military and I had a, a role with the Indigenous Employment Strategy and Defence and that took me pretty much across every state of Australia. So I worked with um, remote and urban communities um, in a recruiting role and also sort of career development. And then in 2010, um, I went and I lived and worked in Hawaii for 10 years, working with native Hawaiian communities, uh, doing teacher education over there. And in between, of been lucky enough to work with uh, native uh, first nations groups in america alaska and new zealand
0: that's incredible mm-hmm. and that's um i assume that that each one of those uh first nations peoples in those different countries there would be a, it would be quite fascinating i'm sure to see the different viewpoints and issues that they face compared to each other, and compared to the First Nations peoples here
1: in Australia. Yeah, I think I think you know you need to consider all all the different groups overseas, and also within Australia as individual Indigenous groups. I mean, people bring their own um, social and political context and and agenda to to their world. Uh, there are a lot of issues that run across nations uh, internationally because you know you we're all impacted by the same colonial process and so many of the tools that were brought to bear have created similar issues across different nations so we tend to have a lot of um, connection across international boundaries especially in academics you know people are often tapping into the work of other groups of people so whether you you know the the work on epistemicide done in in north america Mm -hmm. or the work around Kaupapa Maori theory in New Zealand has uh, a lot of connection and, and meaning for Indigenous groups within Australia as well.
0: It's good that, there's, that there is that level of, especially like you said, academic-wise, that level of interconnection that's quite wonderful, I think, Um, So you became the first Pro Vice Chancellor Indigenous Mm. earlier this year, which is fantastic. How are you finding UNE so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was real excited to come here and and just have the opportunity to try and be a part of setting some kind of a strategic agenda for the university, but also to be able to connect in nationally at a strategic level. I think it's been really important to get back into that that national discussion about where Indigenous education is heading. Uh, So I've been really excited about that at a local level. I think there's um, Im- important focus for the university around Indigenous employment and career development. Uh, you know, you've got a small number of people carrying the responsibilities across the university, which I think um, drives that need for for a focus on Indigenous employment. There's also um, a lot of enthusiasm and motivation at the university and in the community for things like authentic um, curriculum and authentic engagement with Indigenous issues across the university. Uh, so I found that really, um, it's it's been really rewarding these first few months, just speaking with people and getting a sense of uh, where people would like this to go.
0: Certainly. Do you think there's a lot, do you think that there's room and the opportunity to expand the amount of Indigenous employment that the university offers?
1: Oh, absolutely. Sure. I mean, you, you've got, you know, a handful of Indigenous academics that are you know, called into pretty much all of the committee's focus, working parties, recruitment. This this is quite a a large load on Indigenous academics across Australia, not just at UNE. So, I think every university and government department is faced with this this sort of um, issue. So, you know, we we end up with uh, Indigenous staff who really do value add to the life of the community and the capacity of the institution to do its job. It's it's not. You know, a lot of folks think about this stuff as social justice and, and that kind of um, concept but for me it's about how do you do good business at an institution and how do you value add and so you know all of those staff have a lot to contribute Absolutely. to the university and so you need a lot more staff uh, to do it you know the, the university set a target of three percent um so you know we've we've got some work to do to, to get to that point and that's um, the work of the university, you know, the, the heads of schools and the parents. <clears throat> hmm. it's,
0: it's a very good framework. It's a very good lens to look through. It was more of a, uh, like you said, value adding. It's something that I think could... Well, it's obviously something that could bring a lot of value to the university and any university to improve and increase the amount of Indigenous individuals that are working as staff because, like you said, the university set the target of 3%. I'm not quite sure what the exact number is at the moment. I apologise uh, but do you think it's something that could be
1: achieved, say, in the next twelve months, eighteen months sooner? Yeah, I think I think so. I, I believe the figure at the moment about it, it was almost two percent, and then because of the redundancies and that of time course, for change yeah. and 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 people moving on, I think at the moment it's about one point seven. Okay. So you know, it's <laughs> a, I, th- I think part of the work is to um, look at where you have need across the university, uh, where you have staff and where you don't have staff. And you either have two choices. You either target people external or well, maybe there's a third choice. You, you target people externally and focus specifically on individuals. You advertise broadly and hope you can get somebody or you need to grow your own. And growing your own is, is really the what I think the, the strategy could be because you're going to have people who have been here as students, who have been here as employees, people who have similar values to the institution. They understand the environment they're operating in. So I think growing your own is the, the piece that's needed, but then it, it needs to be followed up with a, a career development strategy. So it can't just be, oh, we've got somebody in, our work is done. Of you course. know, It's what happens from there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I can just see from your answers so far that you are already adding a lot of valuable insight and expertise to the university. We're very, very grateful to have you on board, that's for sure. So besides working at UNE in that regard, are there any other highlights that you'd like to share with us or talk about? Oh, in my in Sorry, career. in your work with UNE.
1: Oh, in, in UNE. Um, oh,
0: or your career, if you so desire. We can have, we'd can we absolutely love to hear about those.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, this is my, I think my fifth month here. So I I haven't been here a long time so i think about highlights of being here i was lucky enough to be um, involved in some of the research grant proposals um in this last five months which has really sort of started to get my thinking focused around the role of indigenous knowledges here Mm -hmm. and how that at the moment there's there's pieces of work done across the institution but i think we would really benefit also from a heavy focus on articulating and developing curricula and research around specifically around indigenous knowledges and the the body of work that can be done there and it there's a there's a very broad canvas for this so i know the land at sea hub has been focusing on indigenous land management but there's a quite a massive body of work out there that that we could draw on in order to to build that agenda around indigenous knowledges so that's something i'm really really excited about um I have experience in the the past sort of fifteen years around trying to create um, and integrate cultural frameworks and Western knowledge. so i'd I'd like to continue some of that work here. I think there's scope for that. Um, I think it's it's an exciting place to be and it's some good fun times ahead for us.
0: Fantastic, and like you said, and like I said before, we're at the university—we're stoked that um, mm-hmm. we have you here, definitely. And it sounds like we've got a lot of good things to look forward to in terms of the work that you're going to be um, taking part in, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, just because you mentioned before, your career—are there any more career highlights you want to share with
1: us? Career highlights? Well, I—I I, I think um, my work in the Indigenous Employment Strategy Team in Defence. So I wow. particularly enjoyed that. Um, you know, We were fortunate enough to be able to develop up a national cultural training uh, program for defence and public servants And, and that was, um, it's a hard environment to try and break a lot of traditional stereotypes and ways of thinking But you could see really wonderful change in people who understood that there's a lot more to this discussion Than just the, the sort of public bar speak So that was really really enjoyable work as well
0: yeah Yeah, um like you just said sometimes it's difficult to break down stereotypes that people have and perhaps you know preconceived notions that people tend to have which is you know very disappointing that 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 is something that needs to be done is there any is there any so-called best way of doing that is there the most what do you think the most effective way is at combating those stereotypes that people
1: tend to have yeah that's that's a that's a tough question that one because you know the the thing is, you can't just tell people. People gather their their views and attitudes across a lifetime, of course, and so they're entrenched, and they're entrenched in, in the values, in the you know, in the the people who they admire is is where you get a lot of your views and attitudes for. So it's really hard to break down. But I think what you can do is just present people with a, uh, the opportunity to change and um, examine their own views. Uh, the the work we did in defence was about making people realise it's not yes or no, black or white, it's either or, like this, there's, sure. there's multiple perspectives to this, there's multiple ways to view this. Of course. Um, and exposing people to the environments that others have so that they see for themselves, you know, the the world's not gilded with money and Toyota Land Cruises. So. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And it, it is a very good way of challenging somebody's belief is to show them purely the evidence to the contrary which is something that I, a lot of people can find quite confronting but it's something i think that a lot of people do need to have their like i said preconceived notions challenged somewhat um so what us uh, because we've obviously got you here on the radio to Uh, mark part of our Reconciliation Week activities. Um, Of course, we have the Urala Barbecue coming up today, which I would encourage anybody on campus to pop down to at Urala at 12 o'clock it starts. That's just my little plug for the event. Um, What are some of the ways universities can contribute to supporting Sorry Day and Reconciliation Week?
1: Yeah, I I think across the year, just get involved and do things. There's so much good work done at at universities, uh, including this university where you've got people working in um, Aboriginal communities There's Indigenous knowledges, uh, the work in teacher education, in health, people doing research projects. They could, in, in its simplest form, just have a seminar one lunchtime, invite people down and talk about the work that they're doing, Um, to showcase some of the relationships and networks that people have built with communities. Um, You know, the the departments and and faculties, uh, they don't really... They don't need a RALA for this. Like, people can just get in invite folks and do something nothing brings people together and makes them happy like food you know (laughs) morning tea look I can attest to that (laughs) absolutely you know I'm sort of fading away to a block of flats myself just but morning tea you know morning tea and a reason to come together and have a chat are just really the the sort of catalyst for ongoing relationships and discussions um you know things. Uh, I've seen people do book fairs, um, book clubs. Yeah. Uh, profiling the work. There's there's a l- lot of things that people can do in their everyday life that just engages with community. Um, go and find out how to do those acknowledgements of country, and practice it, and bring your own your own uh, sense of character and sense of self to those things. You know you don't need to read the template. Just. Um, make it their learning activities yeah make them your own make them a
0: bit personalized of course we had
1: of course the bridge walk yesterday which was excellent there was a A large number of people down there yeah it was it was a great day and a lot of folks coming together and just uh sharing and talking so then we had the the art exhibition earlier uh last week Mm. um there's the The Drover's Wife movie is coming up on Wednesday night at 6.30 at the cinema. You can get on and log on online and get yourself a ticket to that. Um, So, yeah, plenty, plenty of opportunities, and it would be wonderful to see the stakeholders at the university driving and and promoting the kinds of activities that they're involved in as well as a way of coming together.
0: Certainly. And like you said, I was quite pleased to see such a big turn up for the Bridge Walk yesterday. That was fantastic. And I think you hit the nail right on the head when it comes to morning teas and um, uh, just little gatherings like that because nothing breaks tension in the ice like a lamington. um, You will get people involved and you will get people... Engaged, which I think is something that does need to be done. And that somewhat leads into what I was going to ask next. Do you think that universities have a role or more accurately a responsibility to support activities like Sorry Day and Reconciliation Week?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think what we've seen in the last sort of 10 or 15 years, you've got uh, institutions starting to put forward plans about the changes that they want. So universities, have, Australia have a, an indigenous strategy and a document that's laid out a pathway for the signatories to that organisation to move forward Indigenous issues. As I said, I think they're more than just social justice issues. I think there's a lot of really good business outcomes in this as well. So pretty much over half of the universities in Australia now have either a Pro Vice Chancellor or a Deputy Vice Chancellor of Indigenous Strategy. Um, and those roles are to try and coordinate activities across a university. So the, the issue and the topic is a university issue and a university topic. It doesn't belong to the pro-vice-chancellor or deputy vice-chancellor Indigenous. It belongs to the university. And so change, the, these roles are about trying to coordinate change across the university. So, you know, for example, um, say Indigenous performance in teaching and learning issues, uh, the experts in that area are the people responsible for teaching and learning. So we try to bring together people to deal with those issues. Um, issues in indigenous research obviously lie within the research portfolio. Um, so you know, my role is to try and coordinate and bring together expertise to, to assist in dealing with those issues. Um, pretty much all universities have some form of an indigenous strategy. It's a part of um, indigenous support program uh, legislation. So we we need to focus on Indigenous Ed Plan and Indigenous Employment Plan as a part of that, um, that program. So th- there's formal documents around that guide where we should be going. So definitely they do belong to the institution formally.
0: Terrific. Do you think that UNE is meeting those so far?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's really difficult having just come into this position. No, of course. Yeah, um, I, I know that a lot of people have been doing work in this area for for some time. I think if we go purely off data, you know, I think we're at one point seven percent of Indigenous employment. So that's a work in progress for us. I think the uh, Indigenous education. I think we're about number four or five in the actual numbers of Indigenous students in Australia, which is a really good figure. We do have to keep working on our student success and retention. Sure. That's a work in progress. Um, And I think where UNE has taken the broadest possible approach to admitting people to the university as an equity issue, then, you know, that work will continue for us. So we we need to keep focused on what does Indigenous success look like.
0: because yeah. we um we've got as you said quite a large amount of indigenous students, which is tremendous, and we do have a lot of entry pathways for students with indigenous background to UNE. Do you think that um the various different mobile campuses that or remote campuses I should say that the university has put up, say the one in Tamworth, there's one in Moree, I believe there's one in Taree as well. Do you think that there is I guess a possibility of you of a similar program going to more remote communities that wouldn't, say, normally have access to tertiary education? Do you think that's something that could be used to improve pathways to university study?
1: Yeah, so that's another one of the projects that we're working on right now. So the development of Tari, Tamworth and Moree are really important, especially to our existing students. And some Mm -hmm. of the issues that that students are faced with include things like, you know, big issues like connectivity. Yeah. you know, even if you've, you've got a mobile device, you're not going to really create a thousand-word assignment on your mobile phone. So you, you need technology and you need connectivity. Um, but then you also need student engagement, um, staff and expertise. So that's what we're working on right now, our delivery plans around those three places. The delivery, obviously, is going to be a blend of digital and that sense of place that's outlined in the strat plan. But I think it's how we do that on the ground. How do we engage students in the, the, the life of academia on the ground that's going to make the difference? So I think that footprint's really important and it's really important about giving people access and then success.
0: Definitely. Do you think, and obviously I know this is something that may be a little bit further down the line, but is, is there any particular area that UNE has not yet set up a remote campus that you'd like to see one implemented?
1: Well, pretty much all of the small towns within this footprint have um, study centre type access. So if you go to Glen Innes, Inverell, Narrabriya, Gundagai, Coonabarabran, uh, Mori, Tamworth, Tari, um, I know that the, the organisation is looking at other outlying smaller communities as well. Fantastic. There are facilities that are branded as UNE facilities there where you can access technology, printers, internet, so those, those facilities actually do exist. And I think uh, part of our brief now is to promote and, and um, strengthen the use of those facilities. Yeah, well, long may it continue
0: as far as I'm concerned. I think it's terrific to see those facilities expand. And here's hoping that in 10, 15 years' time, we, students have the opportunity to go and study at UNE Alice Springs or UNE Perth or UNE Darwin, somewhere, you know, further expansion, which I think is only going to be a good thing. So as you're, uh, as UNE's Pro Vice-Chancellor Indigenous, I know you touched on before on the programs that uh, we've got in the pipeline and the things that you're that you are intending to work on um, during your time here, do you have any priorities for the rest of this year, for the rest of
1: 2022? Yeah, I've I've got some formal documents that are going to guide the work for the next five years. So, uh, we we have to redo the Indigenous Education Plan at the university. We have to redo our Reconciliation Action Plan, and also our Employment and Career Development Plan. And just on that note, I, I'm really interested if there's anybody. A student or staff member at UNE who would like to be a part of those committees and working parties, whether it be a part of the writing team or a part of the reading editing team or a part of the strategic sort of directions team. I'd, I'd really love to hear from you. If, you if you'd like to email me at pvci at une.edu.au and just tell me that you're interested in being a part of either the education plan the employment and career development plan, or the reconciliation action plan, I'd really love to hear from you, um, and that's for students, staff members, academic members, um, members of the leadership, anybody who wants to be involved. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Terrific! I would, I, I would second that. I would encourage anybody to who does want to get in contact or share feedback or expressions of interest. Absolutely um you can contact uh, the office once more on pvci@une.edu.au uh so that's obviously something that will be terrific you mentioned on having to redo uh, the reconciliation Action plan and the education plan is there anything um was it was that just because they're currently just a touch outdated or is there anything major that we're planning to change in them
1: i think they've they've reached their dates that they were set for gotcha. so I think the education plan was a three-year plan, the reconciliation plan was a two-year plan. So I think it's just a, a really good time for us to have a look at where we've been and what we've done, and then see what we might like to add or strengthen. I'm not saying that those plans are uh, deficit or perfect. I, these things just always need you know, new, new life breathed into them, and I think that's where we're at right now. So I'm looking for the broadest participation and people who want to be involved, basically.
0: Definitely. And I I personally, I look forward to seeing the outcome of that if, you know, by the end of 2022, if those plans are finalised and published and I guess brought into line with where we're currently going, I cannot wait to see what they have in them. I think that's absolutely tremendous. Uh,
1: Joe, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us or speak with our audience about? Uh, Just, um, I think for me, I'd just like to spend more time actually engaging with the the UNE and the wider community. Uh, If you see me around, Come and say hello. If you want to come and have a, a cuppa and a chat, just let me know. I'm happy to catch up. I'm available around the campus. So I can meet you uh, down at the cafe. I can meet you at Arala. I can meet you in the library. Um, hopefully in the near future, I'll set up some regular times where I'll be in a space. Just so if you, you, you do want to just come and say hello and have a chat about something, that you'll know where I'll be. So um, I'm looking forward to getting across campus and the community more and um, broadening those networks and, and information input points as much as I can.
0: That's absolutely wonderful. Um and obviously to any of our listeners that are that would like to take Joe up on that, I can attest. He's friendly. Um he's very he's very polite and friendly, he's not intimidating. So absolutely, um definitely take him up on that if you so desire. And I, I'm I think it's wonderful and terrific that we that hopefully there will be the option later to have regular times where people can come and, like you said, build networks and talk about anything that maybe concerning them or something they want to have a chat about. I think that is absolutely marvellous. Uh Joe, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. We absolutely uh we absolutely and gratefully appreciate your time. And to anybody of our listeners that is here on campus today, once more I would highly encourage you to get involved with the committees that Joe mentioned. You can email him once more at pvci at une.edu.au and I would encourage everybody to come on down to Irala at twelve PM for the barbecue that we're going to have, weather permitting. We hope the rain stays away. Uh, Very much looking forward to that. And of course, you can buy tickets for Drover's Wife uh, that is screening on Wednesday night at belgrovescinema.com.au. They are completely free of charge. You can register to get yourself... Um, in there absolutely do that more details once more can be found on belgrave's website and once again joe i would just like to say from all of us here at tunefm in the university thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure
1: yeah it's been excellent thanks very much ben i really appreciate it
0: oh, believe me it is our pleasure you are
1: welcome back anytime anytime you want to get it have a chat on there we're more than happy to have you